Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond. And today, we're going to start from the very beginning, which is my life in Orlando. Orlando was such a, like, fabulous place to live. It was the first time I was ever on my own. So, I did all the things that people on their own do. Sometimes staying up late, having fun, going out to bars, just living my best life. My favorite place to go in Orlando was the Parliament House. It's honestly one of those places that's like internationally known and it's just was such a freeing place. I remember going there for the first time with my best friend Sean on my 21st birthday and I just fell in love. And I knew that was the place I was gonna go all the time when I needed to escape the world that was just ruled by fucking heterosexual people and just escape. Eventually, I would find my truth. I would find Prince Lecture Diamond in Orlando. And when I, I remember the very first time I put on the wig and the shoes and I put on a feather boa, I knew this is who the fuck I am. This may not be who I get to present to everybody every single day, but this is who I am. And so I started going out and performing at different bars, cafes, never forgetting the Parliament House, but I lived in Orlando actually twice. And on my first go around, I didn't really go there much because I was so busy performing. I was performing twice a week at this pl- at this place called um, Sleeping Moon Cafe and this place called Rogue Pub. I used to perform there all the time. Again, like every week. I used to perform at both of those places every week and... Then, I remember the Parliament House, I remember the Parliament House, and then when I left Orlando the first time, I was only gone for about, like, a week. I lived there for a year, but when I came back, that's when I started going there all the time, and I used to perform on Thursday nights in the Bear Den. That was like the great thing about the Parliament House was that it had like two different, well no, it had more than two bars, I think. It had like the main part where it had like the club and everything, the club and the theater and was near the pool. And then you had the smaller bar in the back, which is called the Bear Den where I used to perform, which was like a smaller bar still allowed smoking and it was just it was such a fabulous place to go. I remember seeing people there different drag queens like Adore Delano, Alaska Thunderfuck Ginger Minge and Monet Exchange and just getting to see different types of people getting to meet like gay porn stars like Bo Banks and just having my best life there. Orlando was amazing.
but I did struggle there a lot. I didn't have a lot of money. Most of my money went towards rent. I was one of those people just struggling to pay the bills, but I loved it. I loved working five, six days a week, and then all of a sudden, on Thursday night, I got to perform, and that was the best feeling ever. And getting to perform for gay people was so amazing. Because I had been in the straight world, and the straight world kind of looked at me weird. They didn't get me. They saw me. Some people got it, but some people, most people looked at me like, who the fuck is this guy? And like, what? They looked at me more as a joke. And one of the reasons why I'm starting this podcast is because I want to not be taken as a joke. I want to be taken fucking seriously. I mean, yes, there is some, like, joking parts to what I do, but in most part, I'm serious. When I'm up there singing a song, I'm trying to mean it. Actually, I'm not... I take that back. I'm not trying to mean it. I am meaning it. I put my everything into music. Just as I'm going to put my everything into this podcast... So when I got to perform at the Parliament House, it was just seeing gay people, being around gay people, and hearing their stories was amazing. Something that I had never been exposed to living in small town Florida because people are so afraid of different things. They're so afraid of change. Change is such a scary, scary word. But things have to change. It's 2021. Nobody can live in the past and like expect things not to move on because this is a universe that is constantly changing. It's changing every day. There's so much that we don't even know about we we're not even gonna know about heck two years ago COVID-19 nobody was worried about that and all of a sudden 2020 came and boom everyone was stuck at home except for me I still had to go to fucking work every day but that's something that's a topic for another time I just going back to Orlando Sorry, you're going to find out that I jump around a lot because I can't fucking focus. But Orlando was just my freedom. It was a place where I'm like, let me explore my sexuality. And whenever there was a chance to like get some dick, I fucking took it. Because everyone thinks oh, you should be conservative and modest. No, you only have one life. You only have one life, and if you're wasting it, like, just sitting around and waiting for Prince Charming to come along, then you're going to waste a lot of your fucking life. You're not going to experience everything. That's why I wanted to experience everything. I wanted to have so much fun that... At the end of this all, this life, however long I'm on this planet, I'm going to say I did this fucking shit and I was proud of it.
I am proud of almost everything I've done. The only things I'm not proud of is the stuff that's like pre-Prince Electro Diamond. I look at that sometimes, I have YouTube videos of it, and I cringe. Just so cringy. It's not what I like at all. Orlando, Orlando. Probably some of my favorite things are... I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, Orlando. For anyone who's never lived in a big city, if you don't like lots of people and lots of traffic, then big cities are not for you. And though I hated the traffic, I love people. That's one thing. I am kind of a hermit. I do kind of keep to myself, but when I'm around people, my energy kind of changes. Because, well, I shouldn't say I love people. I love people applauding for me, like any performer does. I love to, like, perform for people and just get their energy back. There's something that, I can't explain it. No, only performers will understand that feeling that you perform, put your heart into something, put your soul into something. And then at the end, people applaud you. And it's like, ah. I mean, I don't know what that is, but it's the best way to describe it. So I lived in Orlando for three years and then Eventually, I was in a situation where I had a landlord who just never fixed anything, never came around, did never really pay attention to me as a tenant. He was kind of a fucking slumlord. And all of a sudden, he came to me one day and he said the rent that I had been paying for two years was going to get jacked up $100 and I couldn't afford it. So, I had to move out of my second apartment in Orlando and move into my third apartment, which wasn't, like, the best situation. It was kind of chaotic. I wasn't really organized. I never really had a ton of furniture in Orlando. I definitely didn't have a ton of furniture when I moved into my third apartment. And eventually... The third apartment kicked me out because they said my apartment was had debris all over it. Not really sure what that meant, but that's what they did. And I came home one day. They had put a notice on my door. I tried to clean up a little bit. I cleaned up what I thought the problem was. And then they came in another time. I'd forgot to lock my door. I was in the shower. They just like walked into my apartment. I don't even think they knocked. They literally just walked into my apartment and were doing an inspection. They didn't really say anything. And then they put the second notice on my door, which said I had a week to move out. And my first thought is, fuck, now what am I going to do? 
So I ended up having to call my dad, and that's the person I'm living with now in small town South Florida. I don't really want to say where I'm living now because I want to keep my anonymity, kind of, but anyway. So now I'm living in small town Florida. Here was the craziest fucking part about that. I literally had to get a U-Haul, move all my shit down here, and then literally go back up to Orlando to finish out my two weeks at work because I had a bunch of PTO saved up because when I worked in Orlando, they were so short-staffed at the place I worked, I was never really able to take a vacation. So, I didn't. And I needed that money because when I moved back down to South Florida, it's not like I had a job lined up. So I needed that money. So I ended up just finishing out my time in Orlando and living in hotels, kind of actually how I started in Orlando. I started in Orlando kind of not having an apartment, so I was just hotel hopping and just... When one hotel got too expensive, I would move to the next hotel. When the next hotel got too expensive, I moved into the next hotel. I did that for about two months. And then I finally got the second apartment that I had, which I lived in for as is almost actually I lived in it for most of the three years I lived in Orlando, excluding the third apartment, which I lived in for about a month. So when I was like hotel hopping, I literally just had my shoes and my wigs in a bag. I had like clothes in a laundry basket and I was just staying in hotels, extending my stays when a hotel was like decently priced. And from there, Eventually, my two weeks came up, and I left. And I was sad because, yes, I will admit, I got to come back down to live with my dad. I got a chance to, like, save money because that's what I'm doing now. I'm basically trying to save money to buy my own condo and either... I'm thinking Lake Worth or Atlanta. I'm not 100% sure. I still can't decide where I want to live. I guess I'll know when I have the money completely saved up. I'll have to make a decision. Well, obviously I'll have to make a decision because I'll have to move somewhere. But when I got back down here, yeah, I was extremely sad because it's like I had gone from being in a gay atmosphere and being in the gay bars at least once a week, if not twice a week, to now not being able to be exposed to anything. And that was probably the, I wanna say the second time I was the saddest in my life. The third was during COVID when everything just 
shut down. And I will say, I was one of the people that, because I am in Florida, I performed to, like, the very last possible minute anybody could be in bars and performing. So, I got back down here to small town Florida, and... Honestly, it was a bit of an adjustment. It is still an adjustment because I'm living with my dad and I've been living on my own for three years. So it was just, I kind of just still stay in my room pretty much the whole time because I'm so used to being isolated that me not talking to people doesn't seem weird. Like, me not talking to my dad doesn't seem weird. We almost have parallel lives and never really intersect. So, there are times, like, I talk to him and say hi, but there aren't a lot of times where we go into, like, in-depth conversations and talking. It's more just, I live here, my shoes live in another room, my performance shoes, because I have so many fucking shoes. I'm like Imelda Marcos, I fucking swear. But I do. I love shoes. I love wigs. I love thongs. I just, (laughs) I love all of it. Anyway, um, so... Yeah, so when I got back here, didn't really have a job. I did feel kind of free at the beginning because I didn't have anywhere to go. So it was almost like a vacation, which felt great because I hadn't had a vacation in two years at that point so it was like I'm free and then all of a sudden my money started running short and I'm like fuck I gotta get a job so eventually I did get a job I did get a job at the hellhole I work at now but it's a job pays the bills is it something I love? no but I can't As I say, I can't really do what I love now. I'm hoping with this podcast, something will come. Because there is nothing I love in this world more than entertaining people and getting to see the reactions and getting to embrace people and just hug them and be like the highlight of their day. That's probably the easiest way to explain it. I love that. And I love when I get to do that. In a gay bar. There is just something different. As someone who's performed in gay bars and straight bars, there's something different about performing in a gay bar. I don't know if it's because... In a gay bar, we all share, like, a common experience. 
of coming out, but it's just such a different environment. It's such an environment where people just express themselves, are free, talk however they want, talk with a limp wrist, talk talk how they are. Because even there are times that I feel like in this world, I just gotta be more heteronormative instead of being like, mm-hmm, honey, you work it, bitch. Love it. Ha. I mean, I don't know what the last part was, but <laughs> there's in the gay bar, you get to be more free. You get to just express who you are. And that's why, in some ways, I was, I'm always envious of people, especially younger people who come out now. They just have it so easy. Like, some of them don't, and I will say even in my generation, some of them don't know the struggle of what gay people had to fight for in order for people to be able to go out to gay bars and not have to worry about getting their head fucking smashed in with a baseball bat. It's just, at some point, I feel like people need to learn their history in order to understand what luxuries they have in this life as gay people. And it is a shame to me that in history classes, the Stonewall riots aren't taught like what happened with the Stonewall riots what happened with any of the riots that happened even in LA like there's stuff that isn't taught so gay people don't know anything their whole thing is ooh I like dick ooh I like ass on men let's fuck it's like learn about your fucking history assholes like just I know it's not required. I know it's not required to be gay. But just honestly, Google gay history. Learn something. Don't look like a fucking moron. And especially people who are like, ugh, old gays. I don't want to be anywhere near old gays. Why? They're here to teach you about what came before you. And yes, you don't have to be like, I'm not saying you have to like bang them if they approach you, but at least like fucking talk to them. Just talk to them, learn about their history. I have a gay friend who's a pastor named Jim and like, He taught me about a lot of stuff that I didn't know in doing my own research. Actually, side note, that'll be another that's another great thing about Orlando. You get to meet people young and old who have experienced things as gay people. But back to my point about learning gay history. It's just it makes you a better person. Makes you seem, well, I shouldn't say it makes you seem. 
it makes you more intelligent. So that way, when you're talking to older gay people, they can understand that you know gay history and they're gonna feel that you appreciate what they did for you because it is what they did for you because way back in the 50s and 60s it wasn't so fucking easy to come out it wasn't just I'm gay it was more you had to cruise the bathrooms to find a guy to fuck you had to cruise the bathrooms to find a dick to suck I look at some of that stuff and I'm like wow we have it so easy now and some of those practices still happen today I don't get it guys who like cruise bathrooms it's like why would you do that grinders invented you don't have to do that anymore You can literally just download an app on your phone and find somebody saying you have a smartphone, which I know there are older people out there who just don't have smartphones, they're still using flip phones and using jitterbugs and stuff, but that's not most of the population that's looking for gay sex. At least I don't think. Feeling most of the population has smartphones. Anyway, where? Am I going? I don't know. Actually, wow. Looks like I'm out of time. So, this is the second episode of Gay Out the City. And I hope you enjoy. Enjoy.